When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, this is The Five Family, your host, Pete Hoffman, and we are joined right now by a very special guest, someone who I've followed for quite some time. I love the promotion, and I'm just so happy to be joined by her right now, the president of Invicta FC, Shannon Knapp. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, and thank you for having me. Oh no, uh, I I I am so excited because I've been begging Invicta FC to come to the East Coast for a long time. So it's finally here, October 27th in Boston. It's not close to it's close to New York, but not quite New York. We got to get here, but explain to me how this came about. You know, I think we've always wanted to come over to the East Coast. And everything just kind of finally lined up. You know, the perfect storm, we've got the Irish champion, you know, uh it just it just made sense. And there was enough, you know, uh, fans that wanted us to come that really made it an easy decision to make that journey. So well, we're excited. I mean, I love the East Coast. You know, it's been on the agenda for a long time. Well, it's you know, it's, it's a hub for a lot of good fighters, a lot of local fighters around here um, that have been up and coming. Uh, Fatima Klein, I believe, was came out of Evicta FC as well. So there's a lot of really good. And, and first of all, Evicta FC, you talk about some of the great fighters that have come out of there. Cyborg, for example, just fought uh, Bellator 300. So many good fighters. Explain to me how you've been able to find the best. Well, you know, I think it doesn't really, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time. You know, actually, most of my experience is still on the male side of the sport. I haven't caught up yet on the female side, but you know, it's easy when you're out there searching for talent and you see that talent, you know it, you know, and I think that Invicta has always been very instrumental in building a platform, you know, and, and having an organization that people want to be here. You know, um, we make the athletes a priority. And I think it's, you know, uh, when you do something like that and you embrace them and you want to see them successful, I think that makes it where, you know, definitely more people want to gravitate in this direction. So I have to be honest with you. It's easy to find that talent. It's out there. You just got to be looking for it. Now, MMA is still a, you know, it's a very popular sport uh, worldwide, country-wise, U.S. It's like, you know, it, it has its niche, right? The one thing, uh, especially with the way that women's sports have been on the rise recently. You know, you talk about the WNBA just now recently, uh, the the New York Liberty were in the WNBA finals versus the Las Vegas Aces. Um, the, there's a new hockey league that's coming about. Are you, uh, as the biggest female MMA, uh, you know, league, are you trying to find ways to integrate all these other sports together to make it like, you know, hey, we're all on the same team. Let's let's rise together type of thing. Because women's sports are just growing. Yeah. I mean, you cannot, you know, deny that fact. They really are growing. You see it in all different areas right now and all different sports. 
I think it's important that we all band together. You know, I think we're, we're still breaking down those barriers and continuing to move forward. And I've always said it like here at Invicta, it takes more than just me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it takes a village, as they say, to raise the kids. So it takes us <laughs> all, you know, to push it, you know, push it up the hill and to really make a difference. So, yeah, you know, we're very supportive of women in sports, women in the workplace, women everywhere, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it's important that we all band together and, you know, help each other, you know, to climb that hill. So, but I am excited by the state of affairs for women's sports. I think it's a very exciting time. How is your relationship with the other presidents and all these other leagues, whether it's MMA, whether it's uh, NFL, whether it's uh, MLB, NBA, WNBA, how's your relationship? It's really good, actually. I think, you know, I'm just somebody that likes to do good business. And I think if you do good business and, you know, lean on the the principles and the foundations that are, you know, we're taught as kids, you know, just to be a decent human being, I think that those relationships are always good. So, you know, I'm always eager to support anybody that's out there making a difference. And I love sports, you know, I love combat sports, but I love all sports. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's easy to be good with other people that are just good human beings. So yeah, I've been pretty blessed in that aspect. Now, now don't tell me you're like a Dana, you're a fully like New England base fan. Please don't tell me that. Cause that'll break my, my, my heart. No, I'm a chiefs fan. Oh Kansas no. City. <laughs> Kansas city. Yeah. Well, obviously yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. I live in Kansas city. So yeah, of course I'm a chiefs fan. And yeah. you're Royals, you're a Royals fan too, which they beat my Mets back in the day, which is yeah. not good either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch as much baseball, but I do like football. I watch football. I like hockey. You know, I don't know hey, if it's ho- aggressive sports stuff that I <laughs> tend to gear towards, but I do like it. Well, listen. So I've recently, in the past year or so, actually, funny enough, there's been different types of promotions. Like you told, you go, you look around. Like obviously, MMA, uh, uh, UFC's put together the slap, the slap fight league and stuff yeah. like that. There was one not too long ago. It, interesting, you bring up hockey that you do, you do like hockey because of the physicality of it. There was MMA on skates or, oh. or boxing on skates, on, on ice skates. I, listen, there's some really cool ideas that people are doing. It's a little overkill. Is there anything else that that Invicta FC is trying to, to bring in to your promotion that's a little bit different? Like you go through the PFL, they have their league, they have their tournament. Yeah. Bellators, have the, you have your tournament too. Is there any new thing that you're trying to create? Yeah, I think that I'm always, you know, I like to look at it, Invicta, as we're the innovators, not the imitators. You know, I take risks. You know, we're the first promotion that has done open scoring. We continue to use it, you know, when we're in locations that it's approved by the commission. But yeah, you know, I've got lots of ideas for boxing. You know, I love the one night tournament, you know, with the twists and turns that, you know, I developed for Invicta here. It's called the Phoenix Series. But yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for new innovative ways. But you know, I'm kind of old school. So I'm just not going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't want to see things that really take away from the actual athleticism or the actual real sport, but I'm all about anything that enhances that makes it better, makes it more interesting. But yeah, I don't think I'll be putting them on skates or, you know, <laughs> riding skateboards in or anything like that for a while. I think that's a little out there or I'm men big- fighting women or, you know, any of that. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. That we don't need. I'm just not, 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 not in that zone. 
Yeah. Uh, Evicta FC 54. That's our October 27th up in Boston. Um, when are you coming to New York? When is that going to happen? Because that's something that I know I want. There's so, again, like we said, there's so much talent around here. I want you to come to the tri-state area. There's so many places. Uh, is that in the near future for you? Yeah, I think so. I think anything's possible right now. I think, you know, the big deal is, you know, finding the right fit for us, you know, the right venue, the right deal structure. But, you know, I, I, we want to be there. You know, New York's a great place. I, I did several shows there with, you know, Strikeforce and different other companies that I've worked with. And yeah, I'd love to come to New York. I mean, we have a good fan base there. And yeah, who doesn't like to come to New York, right? For a visit, at least. Yes, exactly. Now, um, you have a lot of good fighters, but you also have a lot of really good commentators as well. Laura Sanko graduated from Evicta FC, and now she's crushing it with the UFC. Uh, you know, take us through that process. Obviously, you know, she did fight in Evicta FC. She's undefeated, rare rare occurrence in MMA. But tell me, you know, how how it is, you know, when you saw uh, Laura Sanko, what, what, what's, what did you see that you knew something was with her as far as the analytical stuff or the analyst side of things where she's just so special? You know, I think that one of the good things that I think I am talented at is spotting talent, whether that's, you know, in the cage, outside of the cage or what. I think that's one of the God-given gifts, we'll call it, or whatever <laughs> you want to say. But, you know, Laura, you know, that was an interesting deal. I was looking for someone to do the in-cage interviews. And, you know, I kind of went through and looked at everybody and, and then I just, you know, she just she just had all the pieces that would fit into the puzzle. You know, and I knew that if I could get her in here and we could start working, you know, and, and start developing that talent, because at the time when I found her, she, she didn't really know that's what she wanted to do. So, um, but yeah, you just see certain things, you know, and I, I saw talent there, you know, I saw the talent and she already had the biggest piece of the puzzle, which was the foundation in the sport. You know, you can be, a, you know, a good commentator, but you got to know the sport. Doesn't matter if you're doing interviews or what you're doing, you have to have some kind of background. So it was easy to build upon that with Laura. Yeah, no question. And she's definitely uh she's shining in UFC and she's on big cards and it's just amazing to see her her rise. Um as far as fighters for you there's a lot of special fighters on the roster but is there anyone in particular that we need to be looking out for that really is about to burst on the scene wow you know that's a loaded question because it's i always say it's like asking me to pick my favorite kid you know i mean <laughs> i think they're all special or there's something special or they wouldn't be on these cards but yeah uh i've got a lot of breakout stars you know, that are that are in the league right now that are just starting to to find their momentum. And um, I always, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I always don't like saying just a name because I feel like then I'm leaving someone out or if someone's getting ready to fight. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're, but I think that you got to keep your eyes on. I think that every athlete here has that potential for you to see them, you know, in that championship fight or to, to make those accomplishments and achievements that you've seen the other athletes that come from Invicta. I know that's very politically correct in ways, but it's real hard to just pick one because if you leave someone out, you know, I'm in a position that I, I could really disrupt their um, confidence. And that's mm -hmm. just something I do. Does that make sense? It does, Shannon, because you know what? You want to know why I've spoken to many fighters and um, just, you know, sometimes like, you know, interviews can be tough. 
right? I sit there and 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 a lot of times it's more positive because I want them. I want to get some good answers first, and then the hard questions <laughs> later. But you used to talk to some people, and they're just like they'll they'll have a media scrum or whatever it is, and a lot of questions are a little bit negative, and they get down. And I it's something where I, I, see I, it, yeah. I and I try to talk, tell them it's like you got to just push all that stuff aside. But how do you tell your athlete? Block out the noise, block out the social yeah. media, block out anything. How do you tell them that? You know, that is a hard thing, you know, and like I said, you know, he's explaining it. It, it. Nobody wants to hear their boss overlook them or, you know, not say something kind about them, but say something kind about, you know, so I'm always really careful in that regard. But I think that, you know, it's important. I've always said to everyone that works in Invicta and, and just Invicta as a whole is we're not a huge company. The one thing that we should be better than anybody else at is making our athletes feel appreciated making sure that they feel heard and supporting them. They're not just one of, you know, hundreds, you know, we're, we're, you know, small enough that we ought to be able to give them that confidence and help them, you know, ensure that as they walk through this process, you know, and one of the things I do is just like what I did here. I don't ever speak, you know, I, I treat them all the same, you know, I won't do for one that I won't do for all. And in the other regard is that's concerned is that, you know, my door is always open. I want to talk to them. You know, if they're struggling, I make sure that they know, pick up the phone and call me. You know, I can't save them from everything that's on the internet. I can't go out there and be the warrior and protect them. But what I can do is build them up and give them the tools and the resources they need internally to kind of combat some of that. So I guess that's what I would do, <laughs> you know? No, but Shannon, you know, you bring up something that's very important. And I, I, I always ask some of the fighters this, but I never get a chance to talk to someone like yourself, a president of, of an organization. Um, when it comes down to fight careers when they're over, how how do you help out your former fighters? Or even if someone's on an injury, how what do you do to really help uh, uh, the fighters on your roster or former fighters? Because a lot of, a lot of people, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, it doesn't make a difference. Once their career's over – there's not much – this is what they've trained for. This is what they know. Unless they own a gym, unless – what's the next step? Do you have something to kind of help propel some of these besides the analytical stuff? Is there anything else that you have for some of your fighters? You know, I start those conversations early, you know, to be honest with you. It's, you know, careers only – you know, you have a window of opportunity. And I think it's really important to set your foundations for – what comes after that, maybe you become the most successful, you make all this money and it's the greatest thing that ever happened. But I like insurance policies and contingency factors and stuff like that. So I will talk to athletes. Like I've had some athletes that were in college and I'm like, stay in college. As long as you're in college, you got a job here. You know, that kind of thing, just, you know, supporting them in that way and making sure that they are thinking about that long-term future. That's why it's hard when sometimes, you know, you have an athlete like that, has an opportunity, like maybe the UFC comes to them or something to say no, because, you know, this is the future. You've got to think about that. And without the athletes and their successes, we don't have anything as promoters. So I, I do think it's important to, to talk to them about that. And we do have those conversations. Uh, some of them come back and work here in Invicta, you know, in a perfect world. And my dream scenario, we create opportunities for those athletes when they're finished. You know, that's still a work in progress, but that is something that's always on my mind. And it's something when, you know, I build out that vision that that is encompassed in that vision is making that difference and helping prepare them. So 
because it's not easy. I mean, we all know that. doesn't matter if you're an athlete, you know, and I've worked with, uh, you know, football players. They, you know, the same thing is you're riding this high wave and all of a sudden it stops, you know, and you don't know where to go with that, what to do with that. You don't even know those feelings that you feel of, you know, uh, you know, the, in the moment of the sport of whatever you're playing or doing, you know, that notoriety or all that stuff that comes with, you know, professional sports, it just stops. And people, a lot of people struggle with that. So I think it's important to, you know, address that early in the careers. Well, it's interesting because, again, we're being joined by Shannon Knapp, Invicta FC president. Again, October 27th in Boston, Invicta FC 54. You could go check it out. if you Go buy tickets, InvictaFC.com, but also YouTube, Facebook, Access TV, Fight Network, if you want to uh, watch it live. Now, as far uh, as the athlete goes and stuff like that, like you see the the ups and downs of their career, Shannon, how do you – like a guy like Conor McGregor, for example, the people around him, you know, have propelled him. You want that to build up that cockiness because you're fighting. You need to have that confidence. If you're not walking around confident, you're not walking into the cage. Am I right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So how do you pro- not protect it, but how do you build a good, if you're a fighter to, in today's world, how do you build a good team that keeps you confident, but also keeps you level? I think that is, you know, you said it, a good team. I think you really, the focus has to be that. I mean, you can't surround yourself with a bunch of enablers. You know, you have to surround yourself with professional people that have your best interest at heart and will tell you no when you need to be told no, you know, when you need to be told to go home and don't be out drinking and doing these things. You know, I used to call myself when I worked on the male side of the sport, a professional babysitter, because that's what (laughs) I felt, you know? Um, you know, they got in trouble, they called me and things like that. So it um, you have to surround yourself with people that have your best interests, but aren't afraid to tell you no, that aren't there just because they want to be one of the cool kids, one of the guys hanging out or something like that. You have to have someone that looks you in the eye and says, no, that's messed up. Don't do that. Or these are, you know, the ramifications of what's going to happen if you do that. You know, and I think sometimes these athletes lack that. (laughs) They get a lot of people that just, you know, want to be in the mix or be cool, be whatever, or be, you know, up close to them. And that doesn't protect them. You need some kind of protection. I mean, we all make mistakes as we journey through life. And a lot of these athletes are young. So I think it's really important that no matter what the sport, football, baseball, you know, whatever you're doing, you need a solid beside you that can look you in the eye and just be like, no, that's not going to work, you know, and this is why. You need someone that you can respect, but also takes you to task when you've got to be taken there, you know, because that's how these guys and women, you know, I say guys, but, you know, it's generalized. That's how people make mistakes is they have too many yes people walking beside them. Right. And then they leave them once they lose a fight or they, they're out of the sport and then they're left high and dry, like you yeah. said. A um, couple more, Shannon, I, I appreciate the time. I just, you, I have, I, it's it's, a, it's an honor to speak to you because, again, I'm a big fan of what you do, but you've okay. had a lot of experiences. It's it just, it's amazing stuff. And again, you're running a really good business. You have, you know, again, this is one of the the, the bigger sports for females uh, that's out there. You're, you're running, it's been running for a long time. It's successful. Um, but then you look at some of these other fights that are going on in the world. 
You yeah. look at the the Francis Ngannou is going up against Tyson Fury. You know, you see the, those things taking place, and you're looking at. Uh, listen, Showtime just shut down their um, and Paramount Plus just shut down their their boxing department. That's basically it's been there forever. HBO got rid of it a long time ago, and we're trying to create new ways to get combat sports exciting. Do you feel as far as like that you have to go those we talked about a little bit before about the ice skating thing like, okay, you're not gonna put anybody on skates, but do you feel like you have to go those social influencer route, the Jake Paul route, or do you feel you have to do these combo fights to kind of help bring up the, the, the promotion a little bit more? You know, it's funny that you brought that up because I, I was just thinking about boxing the other day and I look at, you know, I look over at boxing and I see everything that's going on and I say to myself, you know, we have, it seems to be so sensationalism driven these days. You know, that seems to be, you know, these matchups that are not your typical standard matchups. It seems to be more of that sensational factor that seems to be elevating and putting more eyes on that sport. I think that you really have to take an evaluation of what's happening, you know, in the landscape. And when you get to that point, like kind of that point where boxing kind of sets right now, you've got these big uh, promoters, trying to move out of the space. You've got these broadcast platforms shutting down. I think you have to look at packaging it different. I think you have to be honest and, and say to yourself, I need to modernize whatever I'm going to do with this. I have to move forward with some type of modernization, move it forward with the times instead of that old school, you know, mentality. Does that make sense? It I just does. Feel like really strong about that. When you look at the landscape, you know, and it'd be the same with me. With MMA, you know, if it starts getting where we're just too stagnant or something like that, I would have to look to find ways maybe to to move it along, modernize it, you know, um, not sensationalize. I don't like that. You know, like, <laughs> I don't like some of that stuff, but I, I do think that you do have to put those twists and turns. I think, you know, you have to find ways to connect with that audience and find that push forward. Yeah, because the thing is, like you, you look at I mean, it, honestly, every MMA a promotion that's out there. I, I don't want to say, cause again, I'm a MMA fan. So of course I'm going to hype you guys and I'm going to feel like, Oh, my sport's the best, but you look at it. It's like you compare it to boxing where there's a couple, there's a lot of filler. And then you get the, the, the one or two hype fight that when you watch you go, what did I just watch? You don't know what the fighters beforehand. And then you watch the, the main card. You're going, oh, this was terrible. Meanwhile, you have like you, you're yourself, Invicta FC, FC, UFC, Bellator, PFL, like, you just stack the cards. Like every Absolutely. card is, is is stacked where it's like you could be the first fight, the last fight, it's entertaining. And that's what you want. Uh, you don't need to, but but you also want more eyes on you too. So yeah. it's, it's like, a, it's a weird balance, I guess. Yeah, they're definitely completely different. You know, I've worked with people that promote on the boxing side and work, you know, on the MMA. And it's definitely different. You know, the focus is only on that top couple fights, you know, we're an MMA, you know, we stack those cards. We focus on, you know, because we're building divisions and in order to build divisions, you have to rotate talent through. You've got to do this. Where in boxing, you could just be like, hey, you're a promoter. I'm a promoter. Let's have a fight, you know, and it it's just kind of different. But yeah, but I'd also, you know, as uh, someone that, you know, a uh, customer, clientele, you know, something like that. I want my money's worth. Yeah. I'm going to pay you to see that on TV. I want, you know, I want to see that. Call. You know, I, you know, I'm never looking to just pay for one. I mean, I want to, that was a lie. Okay. I have paid for just one before. <laughs> and I'm like, Shannon, that's such a lie. You paid just one bite. What are you talking about? Um, but I don't want to, 
you know, I'd rather be entertained throughout. So my kids make me do it. I have no choice. I didn't want listen. I didn't want to watch the. I did, and I didn't. But I did buy it for uh, my kid. The, the KSI Tommy Fury fight. I didn't want to buy it, but it was it was purchased. Um, real quick. Uh, before I let you go, two things. I'll make them rapid fire because I know I've taken a lot of time. A. What's the craziest story that you ever had to deal with when you said you were going back to like male fighters, the fact that like you had to deal with a lot. Of, what's the craziest story you could actually share with us regarding uh oh, what the hell just happened? I do have one I'll share with you. OK, so we were in um, it was a strike force and we had just done a show at uh, I'm trying to think who was on that card, but we just done a, a show there in San Jose. Right. At the the big venue, big arena there. We're staying at the hotel. And at that time, uh you know, I'm trying to think who I was there, but, you know, uh, I was just trying to think who's fighting on that card. I'd have to look, but like Tito's there. Um, who else is there? Boss Rutten, Kevin Randleman. Boss. Um, yeah, I love Boss, of course. Um, who else is there? Uh, but I can't think who's fighting on that card, but Verdum's there, all this kind of stuff. So I go up and, you know, I'm talking to Boss and Randleman because Boss is like a brother. You know, we've been friends for so many years. And, they want some candy. <laughs> so they want me, I know they want candy bars. So they like give me a $20 bill and I'm going headed down to the lobby. I'm going to bring them back up some candy. As I'm walking through the lobby, I've got this $20 bill, you know, just in my hand. And this guy comes up and takes the $20. He tries to take it. I jerking back around, you know, and he kind of goes down on the knee and all of a sudden, and this is no joke. All of a sudden there are fights everywhere in the lobby i mean it looks like that fighting in the streets of new york thing you know what i mean like <laughs> there are fights like it's the craziest thing and i got one guy that is over trying to fight and that this is back at the time it was brett rogers you know and brett's a pretty big guy you know and he's trying to fight brett rogers he's just like this little well so i have to get in between them but that is probably the craziest story. And I don't know still to this day if it stemmed from that guy trying to take that 20 and me wrist locking him and taking him down <laughs> on the knee. If that set it off or what set that fight off. But there's at least six, seven different fights happening in that room. And that's in, that was in San Jose. That was in San yes. Jose. She did yes. a shark tank. I love I love that big shark yeah. fan. So I, I've but we did get it under control and stuff like that. But yeah, it was the craziest thing. And I really do believe it was it was already getting going. And when that happened between me and that guy, and he went, I think it just all of a sudden just took off. All for twenty. That's probably one of the craziest stories, but there's <laughs> lots of them. But that is a crazy story. Yeah. Next time you're on, I need more. But and the last question, just because division wise, uh, you know, I love the Adam division, Adam Wake division. Are you building more divisions? Are you trying to work any more divisions, or right now you're very content with the divisions that Invict FC has? You know, um, I would like to, of course, but I think when you when you do that, you've got to have you know a busier schedule because to build divisions, you know, you you have to have that consistency. And we already have, you know, all the weight classes we have now. So if you're adding anything like that, you know, you need to be doing a lot more shows. Gotcha. So that's kind of my theory on that, you know. Um, and right now, you know, five divisions, that's a lot for us. And I have to piggyback now. What would you do with the featherweight division in the UFC? In the UFC? Mm-hmm. Pack it in and pack it up. You know, you either, you've either got to aggressively go out there and get the talent or you've just got to stop because you know, you're like riding a fence and you've already let the other guys get the jump. 
So you've either got to jump in and be aggressive and gain that talent back over, you know, get control of it. You know, and a funny little story right here is, is that I was in the position, you know, I had a really solid 145 pound division and I had a really solid 125, you know, and I'm looking at the UFC going, listen, I can't hold them off forever. You got to pick one, you know, because I knew like Bellator had brought in the 125s and now the 45s, they're going to come calling. Now, one of them I can stake claim in and I can fight for, but one's going to have to go, you know, so you guys got to jump. Now's the jumping point. And they kind of geared more towards that 25 and that left, you know, Bellator picked up all those 145 pounders and then you got PFL. So unless you're going to aggressively go in and fight for those, you know, I don't know what you do with it. Yeah, it's a shame because, again, like I said, like there's so many. Again, I love the women's divisions. They're, you're right. The 125 is stacked. That's for sure. There's a lot of them that are stacked, though. Uh, Shannon Knapp, thank you so much for the time. I took a lot of it, and I appreciate it. Again, October 27th, Boston, YouTube, Facebook, Access TV, Fight Network. If you want to watch it live, go to invictedfc.com for tickets. Shannon, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. And just to your listeners, if you guys want to see a good show, check us out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. No, they will not. I, I I promote you guys all the time, so it's awesome to actually talk to you and be able to promote together. Again, Shannon, thank you so much for everything. I really do appreciate it. Great job. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.